We had a great weekend with the men's uh, seminar here and visitors that came. Also, we have Pastor Wissett here from the West Coast with us tonight. Great to have him. And um, uh, with the men and the seminar that we had, we just had great speakers. And two of them we want to hear tonight. That's Pastor Randy Rollins. He's going to share with us. And then Pastor Ramir is going to share with us. So um, here is one thought for us. It's very simple about life in general that we said there's three parts. Um, number one, your ship that you are on, your ship, your life, your life. Christ is on your ship, but he might be sleeping. Uh, does anybody here want to wake him up? Our God does not slumber or sleep. But in your life, it might be like that, that God is sleeping, or it doesn't seem there's much going on on my ship. My life, my, my ship is going somewhere. Number two, there's a fleet of ships. How do you relate to others? Do you destroy them? Do you love them? Do you care about them? How do we relate to other ships yeah, in this life? Like, are we, are we rejoicing when one rejoices? Do we grieve when one grieves? Are we organically connected to each other? Are we living a life of purpose with Christ on the ship? You know, the, the, the pilot and the admiral, the one who in charge. And, um, and that was uh, the second point. It was uh, body life and, and receiving and loving and serving and, and getting, getting a sense of community, a sense of body life, of victory. So that was, that was also, uh, that was, Friday night, and then also this morning. And then thirdly is destination. Where is our fleet going? Where are we going? To the other side of the Sea of Galilee, there's the Gadarenes, the people of the Gadarenes. There's the demonized guy, and Jesus is going there. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. My, My boat is about me. My boat is about my maintaining, maintaining my life, my life, my garden, my education, my career, my wife, my children, my life. My, my purpose of my life is my ship. But, but wait a minute. Another, the purpose of my life is my fleet, the fleet that I'm in. That's what it is. Wait a minute. The purpose of the fleet is to go to the other side. And there's somebody there demonized that needs the gospel. And and that we we have all those three parts in our lives. And that's beautiful. I'm sweeping the floor. It's a very small thing. But I do it out of love. And Jesus isn't asleep on my ship. He's He's with me. 
He is speaking to me. He's helping me. He is filling me. He's helping me. He's comforting me. He's saying, we're going somewhere. There's a plan. I have a plan for you. And just just consider the fact that I am here. I We have a relationship. We have a relationship together. That is healing. That is therapeutic. That has purpose. That, that helps us. That that teaches me that that means that our lives glorify God sweeping the floor or caring for somebody or just being together, loving each other. So that was a good message. You know, my own boat, the fleet and the destination. And that was a, that's awesome. And men. Men, all of us men, we need, you know, when I'm in the women's seminar and I go into the fellowship hall, the decibel level is like this one. (laughs) They love to talk. They love to talk. I go to the men's seminar, one third, (laughs) one third of the decibel, but they're both all precious. But I was amazed at how men can be so satisfied being quiet. You know, and they're just spending time and just being quiet and being and talking and just being together. We had a great time. We had a great time. And and at the heart of it is this understanding that Jesus is with us and he's sleeping on the boat in Luke eight. But in your life, I want you to think about it this way. That you've got questions to ask him. You've got things on your heart. You've got things that are going on in your life. And he can't sleep when he's around you. Because you have some love, you have faith, you have something going on in your life. Amen. Okay, our first speaker is Pastor Randy Rollins. So welcome him. What a great man he is. What a great, great man. No, let's say it together. Say it with me. What a great, great, great man he is. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Oh, what a great pastor. Um, Got a sort of a trick question for you. What are the type of people that God speaks to the type of people God calls that he chooses. First uh, verse is Isaiah 40, verse 29. Uh Uh-oh, I better put my glasses on. Those with no might. Does God call those with no might? Isaiah 40, 29. To those who have no might, he increases strength. How about the sinner? Does God call the sinner? Anybody qualified? Uh, that's the, that's the uh, a title of our breakfast club on Friday mornings. That's, we have a, a theme verse. It's Psalm 25, 8. He teaches sinners in the way. Does God call the sinner? How about the waiting person? Isaiah 40, verse 31. To those who wait on the Lord, shall they shall renew their strength. 
How are we doing with waiting? Right? Are we good waiters for God, on God? How about the foolish person or the weak person in 1 Corinthians one twenty seven? Does God call the weak things, the foolish things of the world? Who is that? How about the base and the despised person? Does God call the base and despised person? Who's that? How about the enemies of God or the murderers of God in Acts 9, 1 through 6? Right? Paul said, who are you? He said, is I, Jesus? Did Jesus call Paul at that time? How about the troubled heart person? Anybody here like that? Psalm 25, verse 17. He brings them out of their distresses. Does God call that person the troubled person? How about the backslider in Luke 15? Does God call the prodigal son? Did the father have grace for his son and called him? Right? Anybody fit in that category? Those who have failed or fallen, does God call that person? That's in Deuteronomy 33, 27. He does because he wants you to know that his hands are there to catch you. Right? How about the fearful person? Jesus coming to the boat. And he says, it is I. Fear not. And what did he say to Peter? He said, come. Right? Come. Did he, did he call the fearful person? How about the unstable person? Anybody like that? Except myself? Isaiah 45, verse 2. He says, I will go before you and make your crooked places straight. How many, how often do we try to disqualify ourselves from God's calling? Amen. As the song is closing, I was like, oh, shoot, it's my time. <laughs> like my heart is pumping so hard. <laughs> uh, I just want to say thank you to Pastor Schaller. Uh, he always encouraged me to look above and beyond who I am. <laughs> and uh, God is so good. He's, uh, his leadership is awesome, and he knows it. I always say it to him. I was looking at the room, across the room from my left, to my right, not your left, whatever. I was like, I'm so humbled to be here and just be in front of you. And I see all the amazing people that are doing the, the work of God. Uh, it's just humbling to be here in front of you and say something. So I just have one goal. My goal tonight is just to encourage you. And I hope that after this message, you will be not the same as you walk into the room. But we'll be much maturer and learning something and just add some vocabularies to your uh, journal or to your notes and that you will learn something tonight and be encouraged and build up. Is that sounds like a goal? Yeah, so that's my goal. Uh, that's all I want to happen, and uh, I'm praying to God that, that he will do it. Um, just want to, man, I should like my voice is shaking. <laughs> 
Și de mai We have a game in a men's conference last night. Oh, no, uh, Friday night. And uh, is Avery here? Avery? Are you here? No, it's not. Okay, so we have, uh, we have this paper we put under the chair. And whoever got the paper will uh, recite a verse. Uh, just to get along with what Pastor Sal is doing, you know, asking people to recite a verse. So we did that game, just one game last Friday night. And so you got a, you got a paper under your chair. You go in the front and quote a verse. And you got a, you got a booklet from Pastor Sala as a gift. So that's the game we had last Friday night. And you know, all, the, all the men was thinking, man, okay, all the verses that I know is kind of like flying into the window. Like, I know all of them, but all of a sudden it's all gone. And Avery stood up. He got one of the paper. He stood up. He came to the front. And we asked, Pastor Roger asked him, what's your verse? And he said, John 11:35. Jesus wept. That's his verse. <laughs> That's his verse. The shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. And everybody was just, you know, blown up with that. So that's, that's a good way to put it. Uh, when Pastor Schaller asks you, grab the, <laughs> grab the shortest verse. <laughs> uh, um, let's pray. Isn't it God is good? Amen. Amen. Is your God good? Amen. God is good. Amen. He is good. He is awesome. He blesses us beyond measure. Uh, Father, we thank you tonight uh, for this short word. We ask you, Father, to bless this time. And uh, we ask you, Father, to build us up, encourage us, oh God. And I ask you, Father, to help me uh, clearly uh, deliver, Father God, the word that you gave us tonight. Use me, Father. Anoint me. And... Um, I, I pray, O oh Lord Jesus, that, that everything that I will say will be as clear as the sky in the morning during the summertime. Lord, that there will be no confusion and everything will be really uh, anointed, Father God. And this is the time that you want us to gather together and hear from your words. So, Father, we are here. Uh, give us ears ready to listen and a heart ready to receive. Uh, we thank you, Father. Bless your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, uh, Luke chapter 7, Luke chapter 7, verses 11 to 17. I would like to talk about God's uh, divine interruption. Have you ever heard that before? <laughs> Have you ever interrupted in the things that you are doing in your life? Luke chapter 7, 11 to 17. Right, verse 11. Soon afterward, he went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and great crowd went with him. As he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man had died, was being carried out. The only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a considerable, considerable? considerable crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, so that's the first point, when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. Then he came up and touched the coffin and the bearers stood still and he said, young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak and Jesus gave him to his mother 
Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen, has arisen or arisen, how do you say it? Okay, thank you. Amongst us, and God has visited his people, and this report about him spread throughout the whole Judea and all the, con- the surrounding country. Amen. Bless your word, Lord. So God's divine interruption. Um, have you ever, like, doing something uh, in the house, you know, for the fathers, you're, you're doing something, you're cutting or you're sewing something, and your son is grabbing you know, your pants and say, Daddy, Daddy. You know, it's kind of like interrupting you, and he wants to say something to you. And, and you were like, I don't, you don't want to be interrupted because you're doing something important right, right, right now, you know, at that moment. And I was thinking about, do we, do we give God a chance to interrupt our life? Do we give God a chance to interrupt what's going on in our life? Like God's divine interruption. I was thinking about, like everything is going smoothly in your life. Everything is planned. This is what I have for three months. This is what I have for one year. This is what I have for three years. And it's my plan. And God all of a sudden will interrupt that and just change the whole dynamics of what you're thinking about and what you planned for. Did it ever happen to you? Like in the verses that we read, there is a funeral service happening in that moment. And Jesus is towards the gate of where he is going. And he saw from a distance there's a funeral and there's a lot of people there. And this is a chance for him to minister to these people. It's a chance for him to show that I am the son of God. That I can do a miracles right now where you are. Whatever is happening in your life, I can interrupt your life because I have the power to do that. Not only God, not only Jesus, the Son of God, had the power to do it, but He also had the power to accomplish what He wants to, to do to your life. So he, he was toward that gate and He saw the funeral and He interrupted the funeral. He touched the coffin, He just looking and it's like, what's going on in there? He came closer and in verse 13, there's four things that he did. In verse 13, the Lord saw her. The Lord saw the mother of the dead person. He had compassion on her. He talked to her. He interrupted the funeral. And he comforted her. And what did he said? He said, do not weep. Didn't he say that? He said, do not weep. So he did four things. He, he saw them, he saw her, he had compassion on her, he talked to her, and he comforted her, and he said, do not weep. So he saw the funeral, he touched the coffin, he prayed for the person, uh, the young man became alive again, he came back to life, and that's a miracle to show that he is a son of God. But the point that I would like you to see is, God can interrupt that funeral to show that he is a son of God, that he can do miracles in his life. Like God can interrupt our life. Let's give him a permission to interrupt your life. Whatever is going on in your life. Let's allow God, Lord, you can interrupt my life. And because I know that you have the right to do that. Not only you have the right to do that, that you will do it. So when we interrupt somebody's life, we as a believer, we go to the street and we minister the gospel. And we say to people, hey, you know, you, I saw that you're, you're burdened, you have a lot of, you have addiction, you have struggling, you have this thing in your life. 
And can I, can I interrupt you for a moment? Can I interrupt you? Can I, can I stop you for a minute and say something to you? And you say the good words. You say the word of God. We have the power to do that because we have this. We have this. We can interrupt their life. Amen? Because we have something to say. We, we can give them the word of life, the word of God. And, 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 and that's the same thing that Jesus did. He had the power to interrupt the funeral because he had a plan. His plan is to bring back the life of the young men that they are about to bury. And like in our life, my life is so good, God. I don't need you right now. I have all the money that I need. I have the career. I have a good job. But then all of a sudden, God will interrupt your life. And when he does, he had a better plan. He had a better way to give you much blessing, more blessings, and uh, more spiritual maturity. Like when God interrupted the funeral, he talked to the woman. He talked to the mother. And he said, do not weep. When God says that, that means he is providing solution. He just did not say, do not weep. He also provided the solution. He raised the young man back to life. He bring the life of a young man. He, he is alive. He, he gave it. He gave the life of a man, of the young man to his mother, back to his mother. So Jesus is saying, do not weep because I'm going to bring him his back life. Is that, did I say that? Did I say it right? Back to life. Okay. Thanks, Pastor Mark. I will bring his life. No, you know what I'm saying. So it's like he said to the mother, do not weep. Do not weep because I'm going to bring his life back to life. His life back. <laughs> He's going to be alive again. That's basically what he's saying. <laughs> so when, when God interrupts your life, don't be scared. Just trust him because he had a better plan. When he said, son, I can interrupt your life. I will interrupt your good life right now because I have a better plan for you. When I, st- I was talking, I was thinking about Pastor Charles' message in a Friday night about the ship. And uh, like the ship, it's, it's when Jesus said in, cha- in Luke, I chapter 11, when Jesus said, let's go on the other side. He said, that, let's go on the other side. But the disciples doesn't know that as they go, as they make their way on the other side, there will be storms in the middle of it. But Jesus had a vision. His vision is to go on the other side. And they have a boat between this side and that side, the boat and the people inside the boat. But also it's not just people inside the boat. But in the boat is the Son of God. In the boat is the man who created the heaven and the earth. In the boat is the Son of God who can speak to the clouds, who can speak to the storm in a normal voice and say, Stop. Be still. No effort. He will just say, Be still. And the storm stood still and the storm stopped and all of a sudden it all becomes bright. But there is a ship, there is a fleet, there is a destination. There is a boat. In the boat is Jesus. There is a vision. I look at the destination as a vision. That's where we're going. When Jesus said, let's go on the other side, he had the vision. Their vision is to go on the other side. And that's very clear to everybody. But then they said, how are we going on the other side? There is a boat. 
Peter had a boat, and on that boat was Jesus. When Jesus said to us, let's go to the other side, that's your vision. But you're not going there alone, my son. I am coming with you. I am on the boat with you. I, I will be there on the boat when the storm is happening. And I can stop the storm for you. And I can, I can do miraculous things just for you to go on the other side. And I promise you, you can go on the other side. So uh, we have a mission. And how do we go? Our mission is the ship, the boat that we are in. That, that boat will bring us to the other side. That, bro, that boat will bring us to our vision. And uh, I, I was thinking, like, what is our vision? Our vision is to go to heaven, right, eternally. That's our vision. We're looking forward to that. And uh, we're going to be with the Father. And, and Jesus said, as you are waiting for that moment, I'm going to be with you. I can calm the storm. I can stop the storm. I can interrupt your life because I have a better plan in your life. And uh, you, you probably doesn't know along the way. But uh, one thing for sure, he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And he will be with us all throughout until we make it to the other side. Amen? Amen. All right. God bless. Wow. That was awesome, wasn't it? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. They're going to come sing a closing song, but I want to kind of fix ourselves on that message for a minute. It was so good message, wasn't it? Loved it. Uh, Pastor Ramir has a recovery program on Friday nights, and there's a lot of folks here that are on that team. And there are people, like in our society, as you know, they have problems with addictions. Uh, they have all kinds of things, depression, uh, suicidal thoughts, drug addiction, all kinds of things. Okay, now he just said, uh, Jesus comes up, he comes in and interrupts your life. What a, what a message that is. Has he interrupted your life? Has he come in through the door? Has he come through the window? Has he come through the wall? Has he entered into your life? Has he shown up in a crisis? Has he come into your life? That woman had a son, her only son dead. Only son dead. Woman is alone in life. That can't happen. Jesus is saying that can't happen. That cannot happen. I'm here. I'm, I'm stopping it. I'm changing it. That cannot happen. It cannot happen. So I want you to kind of have an exercise right now. Would you all stand up with me? And I want you to be Shakespearean actors. And I want you to act it out. And I want you to do it with your neighbor and just say, come on, get up, everybody. Come on. Let's go. Here we go. Just kind of act it out. That cannot happen. Get it in your heart. That cannot happen. Go ahead. Act it out. Turn to your neighbor and just say, that cannot happen. That cannot happen. Let's go. Yeah, that cannot happen. Jesus says that. That cannot happen. No, 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 that cannot happen. No, that cannot happen. No, that cannot happen. No, that cannot happen. No. Listen. Listen to this. There's somebody, somebody that tonight somewhere, uh, somewhere in Baltimore, 
have suicidal thoughts. And Jesus comes right into their life, and what does he say? No, that cannot happen. That cannot happen. I am here. I am Christ. That's got to change. I will interrupt your life. I am showing up. I am here. I am Christ. I give life. I give forgiveness. I have, I have God's power, and that cannot happen. Go ahead and do it again. No. No. Go ahead. Come on. No, that cannot happen. No, that cannot happen. No, that cannot happen. I am Jesus. I am Jesus. I'm coming into your heart and into your life. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Okay, second line. Say, I am Je Jesus said, I am Christ. I am the way, the truth, the life. I am the answer. Go ahead. Act it out. Hey, I am here. I am the way. I am the truth. Hey, I am God. I forgive. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the answer. Hey, that cannot happen. Raise him from the dead. Hey, that Jesus is the answer. Christ is here. He's the answer. He's the one you need. I interrupt your life. I am the answer for your life. I'm the answer for your problem. I will take your drugs away. I will take your alcohol away. I'll take away your depression. I'll take away your fear. I am Christ and I am here. Go ahead, say it. I am Christ and I am here. That's what Jesus says. And then sing with all your hearts. <laughs>